Hello, my name is Lucas. My name is Alex. And we are here to show you the way. This is a podcast that Shaverin created to talk about different things related to a mental issue, every, every mental issue, sorry. And every time that we talk uh, with you in an episode, we're going to choose a different subject. Today, Alex, what do we have prepared to talk about? Today, we're going to talk about uh, how to defeat the lockdown. Okay. Coronavirus has a significant effect on life across the world. Today, our teenagers and young adults face more mental health challenges than ever before. Statistics indicate one in five teens at some stage in their life experience serious mental health problems such as depression, anxiety, or hyperactivity. The mental health crisis and emerging pandemic COVID-19 are also profoundly interconnected. That is a very important thing because usually people tend to think that COVID only affects physical health, that people only get sick uh, with a flu-like thing, but we are seeing a lot of effect in the mental health. Uh, what what do we know about this? This phenomena has led to short terms to, to short term as well as long term psychological and mental health implications for children and adolescents. Shaivardin is trying to break through these hard times. And as we promised you, you are not alone. Yeah, we are here for you. So uh, we are creating this series of 12 episodes and we will be talking about different topics that are related to the lockdown and the impact on people, especially in our target group that we work with, with queer, with the queer community, with minority background, that has been especially affected more than others with the uh, impact of this pandemic. Today's episode is about coping with lockdown, a way to beat the isolation. I like the name, a way to beat the isolation. Lucas is a counselor in Shaivadin, will give us tips and ways to help to beat the isolation. I have had the honor to be with Lucas for the last nine months in the sessions that helped me a lot defeat my depression and anxiety and gave me back the light that I have lost in my life. Hello and welcome, Lucas. Hello, Alex. Alex, he uh, is very interested in bringing up the awareness related to mental health, health issues in our community. We're going to start with the questions yeah. and I want to ask you the first question. How can you define the impact of the lockdown on the mental health? Um, isolation is something very complicated for human beings in general because we are made to connect. And we come usually from cultures, from warmer countries where connection is, is a given socially. Um, living in a country uh, here up North Europe. It doesn't matter where you are listening to us uh, from, but we are in Norway, in Oslo right now. And uh, life in winter is kind of complicated. People here um, are more associated by interest groups. So when lockdown happens, people feel disconnected from their network and it's very hard for them to uh, move on with their uh, social life. Do you think that queer migrants can be more affected by this mental health impact of the uh, lockdown and the COVID? I, I, think, I think there is more impact, especially because um, we came here to Norway to have a sense of belonging 
and the social spaces in our community are very important like where you meet for partying or if you go dancing or you gather with friends is the only place where you can be completely gay for some people so um, it, it is a struggle especially for people that come from countries where being LGBT required like a safe space to be to express yourself now that people are maybe isolated with uh, their families or with their friends that don't know that they are out or they're living in asylum centers for them is very hard because they need to annul they need to hide that they are queer one of the feedback that I get uh, usually from our members is their struggle with loneliness during the lockdown they feel deprived of social social interaction how can that affect mental health and how can they defeat that feeling? One important, I, I think I have like three important things that people in lockdown can do. I won't say should do because not every solution uh, works for everyone. So let's see. The first is to create a schedule and to no matter if you have obligations or not to wake up more or less at the same hour and try to do a structured thing during the day to have breakfast maybe to go for a short walk uh, to prepare your food to start study to talk with friends the second and most important thing is to be social regardless where with social media uh, sometimes we tend to know with air quotation marks that we are um, we know what our friends are doing but it's not the same as talking and I know that a podcast is not the same as talking to someone, but to listen maybe to a podcast can help you understand uh, that you are not alone in this, that other people are going through the same. So that can be really helpful also. And the third thing is to be kind with yourself. Understand that this is a process, that this is going to end at one point, that we are going to start doing a different thing. So feelings of isolation don't have to feel that they are permanent. You have the possibility to move forward with that. Mm -hmm. I personally feel the more I listen to news about the pandemic, the more depressed I feel and less hopeless. Do you think that uh, COVID-19 news intake can make it worse? And what do you advise people about that? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I tend to think that a certain amount of information is good, but there is something, yeah, it could be like too much. Um, talking about COVID can help you know how to take care of yourself and to take social distance, use the masks, to try not to use public transport. Um, but also there is a point on how many cases are in Oslo or in the Trondlag area or what is happening in the UK or if the US is working on a vaccine or not it doesn't really it's not going to change our everyday life so um, news are usually fed on the idea that you are going to uh, to keep on coming back to them to get more information um, I think that at one point this is like chocolate a little bit it feels good too much feels horrible mm -hmm. and there is a thing like too much chocolate and is this thing that's too much news I think so 
go for small bites and go for the information that you know that it represents you. Try not to choose media that are too bombastic about what they publish. I'm not going to say any names, but you know for sure this uh, papers that are more uh, we call it in communication yellow that mm -hmm. is that are more uh, sensational in what they publish mm -hmm. and try to go for information that you find practical okay I need to avoid uh, this I need to do that uh, is it lockdown is continuing or this kind of stores are closed these ones are open practical information is important to have the rest is nah yeah, and I think also I can add my input as a journalist. Fake news is circulating a lot on yeah, uh, social media. So if you want to get your uh, news, uh, for, for example, I personally advise people in Norway, go to FHI. Mm -hmm. This is like the only relevant site where you could get news about the pandemic and advices. Because, yeah, I mean, if you look to the social media, you can hear people telling you about 5G affecting the uh, COVID-19 yeah, exactly. fake news, which is not really relevant. Uh, people are trying to sort out what is really happening with this, and we might not ever know the origin of this pandemic. It happens the same with HIV. We are almost sure of a couple of theories, but we don't know where it came from. Yeah. And in this case, it might be more or less the same, and whatever we feel it might be, it requires a lot of, I don't know, faith in what you're reading, mm -hmm. but go for the facts and go for things that you can verify. I usually tell the people that I work with to go evidence-based. Yeah. That could, that could be a good approach. That's right. Uh, what approach would you suggest for managing one's anxiety in this situation? What are the tips that you can give uh, our members during this time? Anxiety is usually a force of action, but instead of being put in the present, we feel that we can't put it in action now, so it's put in the future. It's like, okay, I am in A, I want to go to B, but I don't know how to get to this point. You feel this void in your stomach and this tunnel vision and you start sweating and palpitations. You are a lot in your mind usually. So what helps a lot is to do physical activity, to deplete all that energy and to try to come back to present time and the things that you can do now. Sometimes anxiety gets resolved when you start to see some progress in actions that you do. Um, some people try to find hobbies. I try to put or recommend at least people to go away from numbing things like eating too much or too little or using uh, numbing substances so they don't think because anxiety is actually I know it looks like a very bad thing but is our force of life trying to find a way so if you need to cope with lower levels of anxiety, maybe doing physical activities, maybe doing something that you like, disconnecting from the news, it's something that is very good. If you feel that it's too much, then of course you need to talk to someone and maybe we are the right people to talk about this. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, do you, do you agree also because weather in Norway has also some sort of impact on yeah. anxiety like I personally feel uh, more depressed in winter than yes. what I feel in summer in Norway mm -hmm. 
and uh, lack of vitamin D, lack of light. What, what do you suggest during these times? Uh, we as uh, usually migrants come from countries where you have more light and uh, milder winter. So usually the first winter uh, is nice because maybe it's the first time that you see the snow and you um, enjoy wearing layers because you never had the opportunity to wear that thick jacket that you had in your closet or winter shoes. The second winter becomes more difficult. We get, uh, of course, more depleted of our uh, vitamin D. Our vitamin D is stored in the liver. So when time goes by, we usually start to feel less and less energetic. Um, vitamin D has a strong influence in our immune response, in our uh, mood. So it is very important that you get the proper amount of vitamin D. The only right way to know if you have a good level of vitamin D is to go to your doctor and get it checked. Uh, usually with my husband we do that uh, at the end of the summer and we get our prescription of vitamin D in the right amount that we need and we get checked maybe three months later. That would be a thing to do and to be if the day is sunny, uh, that I know if it's sunny is the coldest days of the winter, go out and go for a walk. Uh, I read articles about yoga and meditation. Some mm -hmm. people were sharing actually their experience and how it helped them. As a therapist and a yoga teacher, what would you say about that? How that can help in this time? Usually we tend to think that mental health is only connected with our thoughts and we neglect to think that is deeply connected with our bodies actually so what we do with our bodies the movement and everything is important yoga is a form of physical activity is a mild or controlled form of physical activity that brings you a lot into present time it makes you aware of your breath where you are the movement in space that can be very helpful and usually meditation I started meditation because of my anxiety and I did it because someone told me that it was like the stop button in the mind and it, it, it was amazing when I started to practice at first I felt very, I felt very frustrated but uh, maybe two weeks into the practice I started to feel that uh, my mind was able to stop when I wanted to stop thinking about something. So we recommend trying meditation. There are great meditation apps that you can use or free meditation courses around Oslo that are very interesting. Mm -hmm. And now the, that's, I think, the golden question. We, we are as a, a part of a society that we care about each other, especially queer community. Mm -hmm. uh, and people that join NGOs, we tend to be more caring about others from within our community. How can we help each other? And if someone need of help, how can they uh, ask this help from others during this time? That, that's great. I make a list of the people that you need to check on, send them a message, hear them, send them a voice note and tell them something that is meaningful for you. And if you feel that you need an extra hand for whatever you, you need, ask for help. Don't be shy, this is a difficult time. I know that maybe you don't have 
like a huge network and you don't have like a thousand friends that you can call. But whatever the people that are around you, talk out loud about what you need and let other people do the same. Instead of having lots of meaningless conversations, maybe you can have less meaningful conversations. And just send a message saying, how are you? And not get, I'm okay, for an answer. And let people tell how they are and do not judge how they feel. It's a, it's a hard time for everyone. I feel anxiety can creeps away sometimes slowly into your body without mm -hmm. uh, noticing, uh, without even you noticing that until you start to have like severe symptoms. So what I would say for our members and the people that are listening to us, if you are feeling from depression and anxiety, don't hesitate, share your experience, talk mm -hmm. to friends. I'm sure everyone has someone that they care about. Here in Norway, there's a lot of uh, initiative where you can uh, call and contact and seek for help. You can come to our organization, uh, a lot of other organizations, they have some services where you can talk and share. but. Don't struggle alone with the anxiety. Share what you're having with friends, with people around you. And I would say to our members, as we started the, the, the podcast by saying, you're not alone, we are there for you. And I think what you say about the sense of community is something that is super important because as we say, as we said at the start, uh, we need we are human beings, we are longing for connection, we are longing to be able to be uh, part of something bigger. And when something like this happens, we feel that our networks are shattered or that we are disconnected. It is important to realize that people are still out there, uh, that we are willing to hear about you and that this is why we created the, this podcast because you can listen to this while you go for a walk or while you are um, in your room and maybe in the place that you are right now you feel that you have no one to talk to or while you're hiking there's a lot of beautiful places in Norway by the lake by yeah. any, in any town city village there's a lot of things to and, it, and it's allowed that's yeah. that's the good thing it's exactly. not that uh, you can't go out you need to be, uh, um, there is a saying, one of the first things that I knew about Norway was that there is no such thing as bad weather. Bad weather, there is a bad clothing. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So what I would recommend is to try and, and remember that and know that this is not just a common place to say that we are not alone. Is we are actually not. Some people tend to discover that, huh, you can call and talk to someone and then this anxiety or this fear is divided by two and is a lot uh, lighter to carry around. Thank you, Lucas. Uh, that was Alex and uh, Lucas. Thank you so much, we, uh, Alex. Hope to, uh, that guys, you enjoy the podcast and uh, that you will listen to us again next Monday at yes. 5 on the same time. Thank you. Thank you so much. And remember that if you have anything that you would like us to talk about, you can go into Instagram and find Shive Verden. Uh, that is our handle. 
and you can send us your questions your comments and of course as we said before we are here for you thank you so much thank you